I've just got to ask David because it's the biggest news in the world right now. And maybe we can use this discussion to move over to this because there is a parallel in the people behind this and the people what I'm going to ask is, David, what on earth did you think of Prince Andrew's BBC interview? Well, it was always going to be uh, a disaster for a simple reason. When you're not telling the truth and you cannot explain yourself in a way that isn't sinister, then you have to lie. And if you lie, especially in this situation, then your lies better be pretty damn bloody good and you better be pretty damn bloody bright. And unfortunately for him, neither of those is true. And therefore, um, it's clear that he has no defense from what he's accused of. I mean, once we are into situations where the defense from uh, having sex with an underage girl is not sweating, not going out in London without a shirt and tie and going to a pizza restaurant, I mean, it's crazy. And that's an, an interesting point which some people have made. These people don't go anywhere in public without a security um, operation, which logs the movements. So if Prince Andrew um, can account for his movements to prove that what's said is not true, then in that BBC interview, he would have said, well, just hold on a second. Here's the logs. But of course he didn't because they're not there. Um, and we saw the Queen, um, apparently Prince Charles uh, as well, maybe he got advised by Jimmy Savile um, from, uh, from the great beyond, sorry, the great beyond, um, to cut Andrew off, gone no more royal um, duties. And that was an attempt to stop a domino falling and start smacking the whole um, row of them down until we get deep into what the royal family is really involved in and um, how it connects into the same web that basically was responsible for 9-11. Not saying the royal family were involved in that, but the web they're connected to absolutely was. And um, so it's an attempt to stop the hemorrhage. And of course, what the media do is they'll go so far, usually overwhelmingly, and then they'll stop. Um, and uh, I do uh, feel that um, if this continues to gain momentum, it's one of the biggest threats to the um, royal family in um, a very, very long time because so much is uh, there to come out. I'd like to explore this a bit more but one of the things that you raised was the visit to the Peter Express in Woking. So we were there earlier this week and we filmed in there and Andrew said, you know, couldn't possibly have been with the alleged victim because I was at Peter Express in Woking at five in the afternoon. Well, Peter Express in Woking closes at 10.30. Exactly and 10.30 is when Tramps opens. Yeah, that's exactly the point I made uh, myself on my, on my website. The time he's... Um, saying he was there it was not the time he was supposed to be at Tramps. So there's desperation, big time, um, written all over it. 
Um, so he's in desperate trouble. And because he is, this is why the royal family are trying to uh, cut and run uh, and hope it will go away. But, you know, I've just mentioned it. Um, you cannot, you can, because the media do, mainstream media, but you cannot take um, the Andrew situation with Epstein in isolation from the royal family, Prince Charles in particular, connection to Jimmy Savile. So just let's take a breath and look at it again. Uh, we have a single family operating out of London and somehow one of them gets involved um, with a, a major paedophile and procurer of children for the rich and famous in the United States and further afield. And another one gets involved for decades as a close friend of Jimmy Savile in this country, who was a historic level paedophile and procurer of children for the rich and famous. Uh, just a coincidence, nothing to worry about. Are you having a laugh? Uh, but this is this is the whole thing, you know. Just just look. I mean, Savile was an inner bosom uh, buddy of the uh, inner circle of the royal family for decades. Brought in there. This is another coincidence, by the way. Nothing to worry about. Um, in the 1960s, by his own, in his own words, by um, Lord Mountbatten, who I've been pointing out for a long time was a paedophile. And of course, this year, a book came out using um, information from Freedom of Information request to the FBI, where at the FBI documents, we're talking about Mountbatten being a paedophile. So a, a paedophile takes a um, historic paedophile into the royal family, becomes a decades-long friend of Prince Charles, and the same family then have another um, uh, a brother, um, uh, Prince Andrew, who gets involved in the, one of the well, actually most high-profile paedophiles and procurers of children in America. And we're supposed to think this is all a coincidence. What it does is take us further down the road to what I've been saying in my book since the 1990s, which is the royal family are big time into, into pedophile rings and into satanic rings, and they connect for reasons I explain in the books. So um, it's like you, you're, you're on the cusp. You're on the cusp or another, um, another analogy, the finger's in the dike, but it's starting to rumble. And um, we'll see if it, it comes down. But if it does, if you're interested in the Epstein case, I take a much deeper dive in my books, which are available worldwide than Amazon. We've got Who Killed Epstein, Prince Andrew or Bill Clinton. Virginia Gaffrey alleged that Epstein ordered her to have sex with Prince Andrew three times, including an orgy on the Pedo Island, which included underage European girls. On the Lolita Express, Bill Clinton was photographed with Epstein's sex slaves. After Epstein was suicided, both men denied any knowledge of his crimes. This book examines the roles of Epstein and his accomplices in the Honey Trap operation and the likelihood of a royal prince or an ex-president being co-conspirators in his assassination. That's Who Killed Epstein. Then I've got Elite Predators, from Jimmy Savile and Lord Mountbatten to Jeffrey Epstein and Galen Maxwell. In 2022, Galen Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison after she had procured teenage girls for Epstein and his predator pals. The connections included the most powerful people in the world, ranging from royal family members such as Prince Andrew to former presidents, including Bill Clinton. 
While the mainstream media protects the innermost circles of the establishment, this book reveals the harrowing truth of elite child molesters and the calculated methods they employ to conceal their horrific activities, which often span decades. And then more recently, I've released Untouchable Jimmy Savile. Savile was a practicing Catholic who raped young boys and girls and had sex with corpses. He was a God-fearing believer who participated in satanic rituals. He was an unprecedentedly generous charity fundraiser who was too tight to buy his own meals. He was a friend of princes and dukes who ate bacon sandwiches at his local greasy spoon. He was a peace activist who tied up troublemakers in his nightclubs and had them brutally beaten. He was a furry godfather who hated children. Untouchable Jimmy Savile demolishes the mainstream media narratives portrayed in Netflix's and the BBC's documentary. And we show that Savile's behavior was enabled by the most powerful members of the establishment for whom he was a fixer and a procurer. So these three books are available worldwide on Amazon, paperback, ebook, audiobook. They've got hundreds of five-star reviews. Check them out. And the real truth comes out, then the royal family will be no more. So Prince... Andrew has been isolated now, according to the tabloids, by Prince Charles and Prince Philip. They've put their foot down on him. Oh, yeah. Kicked him out of the palace. Oh, of course, they, they would want to. Is he finished, Andrew? I can't see how he can recover from this. Um, you know, once you have cut somebody off in terms of royal duties, because he can't explain a relationship with a a horrific paedophile and procurer of children and trafficker of children. Unless some at some point he can say, here's the proof, I, I, I didn't know anything about it, which, which ain't going to come. I can't see how you can justify saying, okay, it's long enough now, come back. Because don't think people would have it. So in a criminal case, the first thing your lawyer tells you is don't speak to the media, don't speak to the police. Anything the police ask, refer them to me. So he went out blabbed his mouth off to the BBC, said all these lies and inconsistencies. I imagine the FBI is going to be pouring over that right now. But at head of the federal uh, law and order position is William Barr. Do you think it's possible that they will give Andrew a pass? Because I noticed that Trump and the Queen are about to meet. So this could be some kind of power play by Trump. Yeah, and also, you know, as I was reading recently, uh, Barr's come out and said all all those um, inconsistencies regarding the death of Epstein, they were just a series of basically, you know, things that just just happened and it was just, a, you know, not a conspiracy. Um, so that don't give you a lot of confidence, does it? And the other thing is, you see, what um, which relates to this, what um, has... Um, been done in terms of the Queen cutting off Andrew is kind of presented as the Queen acting decisively because of, you know, things that Andrew was possibly involved in and all that stuff. In other words, the Queen kind of cares. We mustn't, you mustn't have done this. You shouldn't have done this and all this stuff. No, no. What she's saying is, Andrew, you shouldn't have got caught, right? Which is a very different thing. Because you'll remember that recently an ABC television anchor, what we call a presenter or news pre uh, presenter, um, was um, on a live mic 
being filmed, but it wasn't for air. She was talking to people in the gallery, I think. And it was leaked by uh, or to Project Veritas. And she described um, that she had the Epstein story three years earlier. Uh, and she had Clinton, she had Prince Andrew and all this. And ABC wouldn't air it. And one of the reasons, she says, in this leaked uh, video was threats from the royal family. So the royal family couldn't give a damn about abused kids. They give a damn about getting caught being involved with them. And uh, and so uh, the the whole royal um, farce is is just um, it's in your face. But people just, you know, certainly the media won't go far enough for the whole house of cards to come down. And even on another level, you know, we're, we're heading towards 2020 and we have a situation in Britain and Commonwealth countries too, Canada and Australia, New Zealand, where the head of state is chosen from a single family, i.e. bloodline, that a very short time ago came out of Germany. And the succession of who becomes head of state is decided by who had sex with who in what order. I mean, hello. If um, if British people or the nation as a whole wants to have any self-respect, that has to stop. I mean, you have um, sports teams and crowds and all these different occasions where people are singing the national anthem, but it's not. It's not an anthem to the country. It's an anthem to a woman, to a monarch, in which they actually demand in this anthem to be reigned over by this woman. And, uh, you know, it's insane. It's, it's, it's absolute madness. And um, that's if they were the nicest family in human history, given that they are not quite that to say the very least, um, it makes it even more crazy that we have this whole institution, which is, um, which is vampiring money off the population while kids go to, go to bed hungry in this country. You've mentioned Andrew and Epstein. You've mentioned Charles and Savile. Is there a history going further back of the royals and paedophilia? Well, in some of my books, I picked up these bloodlines that became known as royalty. Um, and you can chart them through history uh, and you can find child abuse, paedophilia, and you can find human sacrifice. Um, what is royalty? Why is it someone's genetics that decides they will be head of state in a country or absolutely 100% absolutely um, dictatorially control countries for a, a long, long time. It's because they claim that their, their bloodline is special. Why do they call the aristocracy blue bloods as opposed to it, what everyone else is like? Why do these families incessantly interbreed roll the way through the ages? Um, not out of, of love and attraction, 
uh, overwhelmingly, but because of bloodline. Why, when these same bloodlines, um, apart from a few left now that we still call royal, like the Windsors or the House of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, as it really is, German House of, of um, Royal House, um, why, when a lot of these bloodlines moved into the dark suit professions and took over banking and business and um, politics and uh, uh, all these other um, institutions, media ownership, um, why do they also incessantly interbreed with each other as well? Why do we have Eastern establishment families of the United States who interbreed with each other? Because there is a particular genetics. I call it hybrid genetics. Um, and it's what was referred to at one point as the bloodlines of the gods. And because there is a, uh, the, these hybrid bloodlines part human, part non-human, uh, which goes back, I'd say, to the Bible, but the same story is everywhere in ancient cultures. In the biblical version of it is the sons of God who interbred with the daughters of men and all that stuff. Um, it's this hybrid genetics, actually hybrid um, information fields, if you get deeper into reality, that is the core of why they think they're special and above the rest of the population. This is why they won't in any way where the royal title uh, or the royal rulership will be inherited, um, do they um, interbreed with what are called commoners? I mean, you see Kate Middleton. She was described when she married William as a commoner. Then a few um, Burke's peerage type people um, who look into these aristocratic uh, backgrounds and bloodlines. They did a bit of research into Kate Middleton and found she came from a, whoop there, whoops, um, blue blood background. So, um, which didn't surprise me to say the least. Um, so there's, um, there is a history, not just of the, the bloodline, which for a long time was called royal in terms of Windsor still is, but also of this pedophilia Satanism. Um, because, you know, when they uh, talk about the ancients um, sacrificing children to the gods, or what's the term, sacrificing young virgins, children to the gods, um, this, these gods, this non-human force that's actually behind human events, I don't care if people say, oh, David Ike's mad, I don't care, I don't give a shit, mate. Just look at the evidence. Um, and... Uh, this, these gods um, are these non-human entities that operate outside of human sight, which of course is very narrow human sight. We can see hardly anything. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I've got some exciting news to announce. Michael Francis is coming back to tour the UK in 2024. 
the remade mentor, the Michael Francis story. Michael Francis, once named one of the 50 most significant mob bosses in the USA by Fortune magazine, and a former member of the notorious Colombo crime family, will take you deep into the world of organized crime, sharing captivating tales and insights into the Mafia's past, present, and future. Join us for an unforgettable evening with Michael Francis, the original Goodfella, as he exclusively sits down with myself, Sean Atwood. With me as the host, there's going to be a no-holes-barred exploration of Michael Francis's life, including his numerous arrests and jury trials that ultimately led to his pleading guilty to a federal racketeering charge, a 10-year prison sentence, and $15 million in restitution. You will have the unique opportunity to ask questions during an audience Q&A session, making this event a must-see for true crime enthusiasts and anyone curious about the underworld. Don't miss this explosive in-conversation with Michael Francis. Live on stage in the UK, this exclusive in-person event will be held in various locations in the UK, Ireland and Scotland. Link in the description box below this video if you want to grab yourself a ticket. Back to the podcast. Cheers.